Hey. Okay, next episode. Next episode. Episode, what is it, 13? Yes. Oh, such a lucky yep. number. Hmm, who's counting? <laughs> uh, yeah, I could be off. And uh, I, if you guys don't correct me, <laughs> and I, it would be obvious that I'm not counting. But uh, my journal says 13. 13. Awesome. Uh, so I'm not far off then, at least at this stage in the game. And I'm trying to remember, you know, I was trying to remember back uh, episode 13 of season one. Uh, I was curious to go back and listen, like, where exactly were you guys at that point? How far along in the story? And I'll have to do that, but feels like... 13, huh? Yeah. Like, were we already, like, fighting the spiders out of the cabin? It might be something like that. I don't know. I think we were way past that. I don't know where we were, though. I did not do a good job with writing down episode by episode. I just kind of did a running narrative on the first one. So I don't, I have no idea. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally uh, did the same. I mean, I should have some sense of uh, uh, where you guys were in episode 13, but I feel like episode 13, like there was a point where, and it could have been the spider thing or maybe just before that when you really started learning some stuff. And I feel like we're sort of in that same place now where uh, the bigger story starts to unfold and you guys, you know, start to surprise me by getting it and figuring everything out before I have a chance to say it. Oh, I get it, Jerry. <laughs> uh, I'll let you know if I need to learn anything. <laughs> I know last episode you surprised me with the code, uh, figuring that out so quickly. So that was good. Um, I think it was, we're, we're off to a, a great uh, first 13 episodes now. So I'm pretty happy about it. And I can't even, I can't even get, I'm looking at our webpage trying to figure out what, uh, Episode 13 was. Well, I, I found it. So it was Feed My Frankenstein. Oh. We, we were already oh, yeah. uh, inside the uh, evil cultist lair mm-hmm. where they had captured all those girls, and then we had to fight the really? flesh golem stuff. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think yeah. that was, well, we were really deep into it already. Yeah. We were. Yeah. Um, <sighs> so that's interesting. Uh, that is a lot farther along than I expected, but. Um, yeah, episode eight was the spiders. Episode eight. I think we had some longer episodes in there because I remember people complaining yep. that the episodes were, you know. Uh, hour 38, hour 40. Yeah, you guys were steadily working on me, trying yeah, to, we were like, to stick to an hour. and It, it only took a whole campaign, Jerry. <laughs> Did, did I actually end up sticking with it at any point for any more than like one episode at a time? <laughs> actually, no. But <laughs> I don't think so. No. Uh, yeah, I was pretty bad at it. Um, and uh, we went through a whole phase where uh, you were timing me and would show me, <laughs> you know, the yeah, iPad so with the well. big timer on it. And then I would wave you off like, knock yeah. it off. Uh-huh. Knock like, it off. I've got it all under control. Yeah. Yeah, you. Yeah, there was like a two-hour episode towards the very end. So you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I mean, it was great because we had people listening who were, you know, really. Hey, 
I wish the episodes would be longer. And we, it was so exhausting for us. I'm sorry, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was, it was really hard to sit in a room and try to hover around these microphones for, uh, you know, even an hour was a struggle. Yeah. The talent has needs. Yeah, yeah, and I didn't supply you with your own trailers, and nope. there were no bowls of M&Ms waiting for nope. you. Yeah. Green M&Ms, nope. sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we uh, we moved along at quite a clip on season one, so that, that's awesome. Um, anyway, we are here for episode 13, and... Uh, this is the part where we usually give a shout out to some uh, to our supporters on Patreon and our listeners. Thank you again for hanging with us. Um, and we're going to call out, like we did last time, uh, one of our Patreon patrons. And I think we're going to call out Sarah this week. And we, we sort of know Sarah. She's been a Patreon supporter for a long time, been very active. And... Um, you know, with uh, with us and with the other group that does the Twitch streaming, the Down with Dragons crew, she's been following along with them and uh, has been a supporter on Patreon for months now, right? Is that accurate? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, you're the one that maintains the Patreon, so <laughs> right. yeah, it's more just the talent. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think she she was uh, early on uh, a Patreon uh, patron and uh, all around excellent feedback, excellent yes. uh, interaction with us, helping us hopefully to get better at what we're doing here, which is playing a game. Um, but she knows a lot about D and D, and it's been fun to. Uh, you know, have her along for the ride this this whole entire time. It's been yes. A, thank you, thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thank, thank you, you, Sarah. Quite a I'll trip. give you inspiration next time we play, Sarah. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, you, whoa, <laughs> uh, that yeah. You should uh, maybe very nice. more, and maybe he'll give you more inspiration. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> should be worth something, right? Um, you hear that? The rest of the the party that it plays with her. how's your chance oh I see how it is (laughs) oh Oh, man there's no rule in the rule book that says DMs cannot be persuaded by coin (laughs) DM discretion yeah that's that's the yeah that's that's the thing Um, no we have uh, quite a few great people uh, who have um you know, chimed in and been uh, along with us for uh, season one and now season two. And uh, uh, it's been it's been such a treat for me. Man, I sound like a, you know, like a old guy on the you know radio or something. It's been a real treat for me. You look like that, too, Jerry. I do. Yeah, I still have great people on all sides. Have my Oh, somebody, somebody had to say it, say it. Um, no, I, you know, I feel like, oh, people come up to me on the streets and 
ask me how I make the episode so great every week. And I'm like, I really don't. That's the answer to that. Uh, and actually, no one comes up to me on the streets, but. Uh, I do. Well, they're going to start coming up to you like, hey, Captain, what's the catch of the day? <laughs> uh, I'm the still, old man of the sea. still debating whether I need to shave before I actually uh, return to work physically. Um, but uh, yeah. I know. You should show up with a full on quarantine beard. <laughs> Crazy eyes. I, I, am, I am tempted. Uh, it's starting to wear on me a little bit, but uh, we're, we're hanging in there. Um, no one else. I mean, you always had a beard, Alar. Right? I, I always had a beard. Yeah. You're ahead of your time and uh, <laughs> trendsetter as usual. Hipster um, as usual. <laughs> hipster as usual. Um, so, back to the game. Thank you again, supporters on Patreon, listeners uh, listening wherever you're at. I hope you're all doing well and taking care of yourselves. And uh, now, let's get to the game, and Alar is going to lead us in a recap. Last week, Alar and the Jellies made their way through the sewers of Vatragan. They defeated a yellow ooze that tried to waylay them and solved the riddle of the Dark Run Syndicate's coded paths. They emerged in Old Town, close to the old bathhouse, where Auden Vane was said to be hiding. Will there be a happy ending? Find out on Dungeon Patrol. Nicely done. Nicely done. As usual, uh, you're getting, uh, getting really good at that. I mean, you're good I was at always good at it. Yes, thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Just some acknowledgement there. Um, so, you guys did make it into the old bathhouse that was also more recently the Night Rover Guildhouse, and even more recently, the headquarters for the Auden Wayne part of this old town faction, and. Uh, at the beginning. I didn't ask for the Zillow history, Jerry. <laughs> you don't want your Zestimate? Uh, <laughs> so um, this is a place that Craigar is very familiar with, and you guys managed to get in there through the lower level, climb the stairs, and you heard some noises. And that's where we left off. So I'm going to slip my blades free of their sheaths and very, very quietly creep up to the stairs and peek around the corner into the chamber above. I will carefully hold my mandolin. <laughs> um, all right. So the strange odor as you get closer, as you get mm. to the top of the stairs, that strange odor that uh, seems somewhat uh, overpowering as you approached the uh, main level, um, it strikes you then at the top what it is. You recognize it as the all too familiar mixture of vomit, excrement, and blood. <laughs> Sorry. Why are we so familiar with that, Jerry? <laughs> I don't know. You guys You're making a lot of assumptions about us. <laughs> uh, so. And it seems to be coming from the direction where these columns and there are some banners hanging up on the columns, kind of, you know, blowing in a very faint breeze. And there's some movement and noise past that. Okay. 
So you said there's movement. So do I hear or just do I see the movement? Do I see what it is and how far it is? You actually sense that there is movement beyond the columns, perhaps uh, 20, 25 feet past the columns. You actually see a pair of shadowy figures slowly, methodically working their way around what appears to be a large table. And then very strangely, um, you know, one of them will suddenly thrust out an arm and then you can actually hear, even from this distance, just kind of the faintest echo of this wet sounding tearing of fabric and flesh. And that's when you notice the bodies, more than a dozen of them, some of them hunched over the table or sprawled upon the floor. Oh my. Um, <laughs> I'm going to look back and I make it disturbed. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I, I make some sort of unreadable gesture that you must assume means something terrible is just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I don't suppose you have a map of this, so I can really spatially see what I'm looking at. Um, yeah, I will put that up right about now and let me know if you see it oh my yep okay that's no bueno and there we are okay so yeah Uh, so we're sort of a square chamber okay yeah it's sort of a squarish chamber with uh side um uh, passages and you guys are kind of at the sou- southern end and you see this uh, tableau before you of this uh, obviously and we see two moving shapes yes two moving shapes okay, okay so I will turn back and say two and the go <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what did you do you'll make the universal sign yeah. for rat <laughs> <laughs> yes. For, for, for you audio only people, I recommend the YouTube video. <laughs> but, um, so are you right, saying so like two like that? Like, have I seen Ratatouille? Is that what I'm guessing he's just said? <laughs> so Ratatouille. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to uh, sheath my short sword and pull out that shiny dagger and line up a shot on that guy to the left there. Line up a shot, the guy on the left, okay? I'm thinking of just like trying to just take him out with a dagger to the eyeball from this range. Uh, so that is, see, that's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. So that's 35 feet. So the range you're coming at is 20, 60. So what is a, uh, is there, I assume, a penalty then if you're over the short range? That'd be disadvantage. Disadvantage. <laughs> I will whisper, let's just thrush in. No, because if I can get the surprise attack, it's really deadly. Okay. Hurry up So, but if it is, a, but well, okay, but if it is surprise, then I would normally have advantage, in which case, wouldn't it just average out? Yes. Is that how that would work? 
uh, surprise attack just means you'd get an attack without them getting basically attack on that turn before the actual turn order starts. So I, okay, but if I get a surprise attack on the first mm-hmm. round of combat, I get basically I can add three d six to my attack. Right. Oh. But if they see me, then I don't get all that. Don't you get um, advantage when they haven't noticed you? Uh, are you talking about like sneak attack using your sneak attack damage? So I have sneak attack, but I also have my special bugbear thing. Oh. So on the first round of combat, if I get a sneak attack, I can add an extra 2d6. Cool. That's why if I can, if I can make the shot before they notice me, it's worth it. Right. Yeah. Um, from where I mean, I'm at, it looks like... Didn't you have the, they, what? the climb potion where you could just, you know, climb potion, just get on the ceiling. So I would down. like to get in there and take care of these before they kill anybody that's possibly <laughs> left. Okay. Are they, are they pretty preoccupied? Uh, they are pretty preoccupied. I mean, they have fairly decent senses uh, being wear creatures. One of them appears to be sort of in, uh, you know, the uh, half rat mode where he has a rat face. Um, the other one appears to be human, although wearing kind of a, you know, cowled uh, cloak. Um, so hard to see, but um, they seem okay. to be very preoccupied with the bodies and, you know, like totally. Uh, and it's obvious that these bodies have been here for maybe a couple of days and the smell, obviously. All right, so I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take, take my chance and I'm going to try to sneak up within 20 feet. And as soon as I get to that, I'm going to throw my dagger at him. All right. See if I can get the jump on him. Well, I'm going to say that you guys, let's let's roll some stealth here for everybody. I, and, I'm, and I prefer everybody else just stays back. Yeah, I'm not going to move. If he's going to stealth up, I'm not moving. Okay. That was the, uh, I thought that was what was going on. Ugh. Okay. So I only got a 13 stealth that time. Okay. And my goal is basically I would want to get... Like hug the wall, and I guess I need to kind of get up behind this. Is this is this um, brazier burning? Uh, yes. Okay, so maybe try to creep along the wall, then come up behind it, so I can have cover. Okay. Uh, you can do that. And they are definitely not paying attention. Okay. So you get a surprise, yeah, surprise round. Yeah, so basically I sneak up, and then I'm just going to chunk the dagger. All right. Let's see how All this right. works. Um, so that, unfortunately, is only going to be, because I did not roll great. I was hoping for a crit, um, a 15 to hit. And I guess there's no flat-footed. Nope, uh, but that does hit. So you did manage to strike it. Sinks in deep with a wet, meaty thunk. Wow, and I rolled terrible. 14 damage. What a bummer. (laughs) 14 damage. Okay. Okay. That was a lot of buildup for that. (laughs) Hey, you remember when I remember the time when I did like 36 damage? 
<laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're always going to take fine. a little bit of ribbon after uh, something like that. After you roll bad, that's pretty normal. Uh, so I need to ask you which dagger you used. Uh, well, I used that really shiny one that I found because I... The one I already have my own dagger, and I, I know the dagger I have is not magical, and I took a chance on the one we found. Okay. Uh, it was, I thought it was particularly shiny when we found it inside the jelly. All right. So, yes, it was particularly shiny. And uh, so he does uh, stumble back, startled. Uh, to have this dagger sticking out of his uh, shoulder and uh, stumbles backwards over this body next to it, you know, grasps the dagger, pulls it out, you know, looks up and is trying to, you know, find you, but you're still kind of hidden by the flames in this brazier and um, just totally stunned him. I would like to step out into the light and say, I believe that's mine, and then charge him. (laughs) All right. (laughs) I believe that's my... Stop thief. (laughs) Uh, Hey, give that back. (laughs) uh, Nice try, buddy. Uh, that's, uh, that was good. Um, so yeah, you, you rush out and charge him after sinking the dagger into his shoulder and he's standing there kind of, and this is the hybrid one standing there kind of like hissing, screeching at you. Okay. So let's roll some initiative then. Yes. Oh man, my rolls are terrible. Pretty darn terrible. Um, Okay. I'm going to add you guys so you can add yourselves in. And let's see. So, Were Rats got a six. Beat that. Wow. Beaten. Yeah, that's crazy. And there's our order. We've got Alar and Kragar both at 21. Triss with 17. Brokos at 11. Oh, bad guys with a six. And Alar, Kragar, you can decide who's going to go first. Uh, Alar, please. Thank uh, you, Kragar. We'll pause. I'm going to pause for a moment to make sure that my party is not, you know, abandoning me here. <laughs> uh I will turn and walk away from Kragar, <laughs> abandoning him to the were-rats. Um, I will, since I have my mandolin in hand, begin strumming a gentle lullaby. Mm, I like it. So the uh, I get to roll 5d8. And we got 17, 24 hit points worth of the creatures will fall asleep. Um, so the one that has been struck, um, he still looks a little bit stunned, um, and looks at you and sort of starts to sway to your, uh, melodious, uh, soothing song and then collapses to the floor in a heap. Oh, he's not, not dead. Um, but is now asleep. 
just the wounded one? Uh, yep. Boo. So, but that's, that's one out of the way, right? That's yeah. pretty good. Um, and Kragar, it's back to you. You hear this song. You hear, um, you know, Alar's beautiful voice. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. <laughs> in your ears. And you see the were-rat creature sway for a second and then slowly fall to the ground. This is the song I sing to you every night at bedtime, Kragar. <laughs> so I am going to uh, basically just draw my short sword as I run up. So if he's unconscious, can I just attack him? Like, was that with an advantage or? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's not any coup de gras anymore in 5e. No, either. you just have advantage on him. If he's unconscious, uh, you have advantage on your attack, and it would be basically a crit if you hit. Crit if you hit. Don't kill him. <laughs> we might be able to use him. Damn it, Halar. <laughs> Why, I don't know uh, if that translated very well. <laughs> uh, okay, so what are you going to do, Kragar? Oh, I accidentally... Ah. Okay. Well, I actually still probably actually manage miss as I go running up to make my first attack. You miss so, an unconscious were-rat. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. So it'd be... Uh, this is not your day. It'd be a nine. <laughs> with advantage I rolled a 2 and a 4 oh wow that is that is painful um, so yeah that is a miss <laughs> Alar's sudden command confused you and you swung wildly um, so I will actually not do a second attack and so I, can I pick up the dagger as a bonus action uh, if you're not going to do your second attack sure okay and I'll pick the dagger up. Okay. So the dagger's resting gently in his uh, ratty little hands, and uh, you manage to pry it out and pick it up. And Triss, it's now your turn. So you All see right. one of them fall. Krager <laughs> has trouble stabbing it. 30, so... That would be one movement, right? Mm-hmm. So I will... I get confused. I can double move up to them and then... Looks like it. Hiss at him. Yep. Show or I teeth. could take my action surge. I will do that. Oh, there you go. I'll take my action surge and attack. All right. I like that. That is six. That's so. That's a twenty. Nice. That is a hit. I hit with the rapier. Okay. Ooh, that's good. Uh, that's eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Nice. And then second hand with the short sword is going to. Well, I'm. Yeah, that's a seven. That's going to miss. Okay. So you managed to pierce deep into his midsection and uh, lets out a you know piercing screech and uh, as you pull your rapier back he covers up the wound um, but then he starts to kind of like 
laugh at you. And he looks up and he's like, your tincture has worn off, fool. And then he removes his hand and he seems no worse for wear. What? Yeah. Okay. So, Brokos, your turn. Okie dokie then. I will... Um... Going to just one, two, three, four, five. Just gonna get here, kind of behind the table, and then I'm going to cast ice knife on the one that Triss is with. Nice. Okay. And that will be a fourteen. That is a hit. And that will do. A whole. Let's see what kind of damage this is. Uh, that will do a whole point of piercing damage. <laughs> okay. Well done, Brokos. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> it's something, and right. that's better than nothing. Um, so you cast ice knife. Does yeah. a point of damage and uh, it does seem to irritate him quite a bit. Yeah, I thought it, the irritation was what I was going for. <laughs> Paper cut. Uh, take right. that. Take that. Um, that's my turn. That is your turn. All right. So he's going to um, shift, like you see, as that uh, hits, that ice knife strikes him. Um, he's going to shift and his face starts to bubble and change and snout starts to elongate and he goes into his hybrid form. And he's going to try to take a swing at Triss with the short sword. And that is a 22. And he's going to do... Um, Let's see, 1d6. Ooh, that's max damage. Um, eight damage to Triss. Awesome. Yeah. So I'm rolling much better. And then he's going to also lunge out and try to bite you, Triss. Oh, I don't want that. Uh, so that's a 19. That hits me. Okay. Um, so that's 1d4 plus two, and max damage again. Six damage. Uh, Ouch. And you have to roll a constitution saving throw right now. Okay. That's 14. All right. So you make your saving throw, and fortunately you're not cursed with were-rat lycanthropy at this moment. Oh, that's too bad. That would be fun. <laughs> Um, yeah. Chris, just laugh at him and then heal up all your hit points. Apparently we're allowed to do that now. <laughs> uh, Alar, it's your turn. I will engage in vicious mockery against the creature that just struck my friend. Oh, nice. He needs to make a wisdom save. All right. And 
I always have to roll because they roll so low that it doesn't matter usually for me to check their stats. Uh, so that's a nine. Okay. So he takes four points of psychic damage. Nice. And he has disadvantage on his next attack. And disadvantage. Well done. Kragar, you uh, retrieved your dagger last time. Had trouble stabbing the sleeping were rat. And you see all this other stuff happening over with the other were rat. So I just dropped my short sword and I'm going to circle around here to get advantage with Triss and attempt to uh, neutralize this rat. So I'm going to start with my rapier. That will be a um, 22 to hit. That is a hit for four damage and then I'm going to attack with the dagger and that will be a 17 to hit also a hit and then that will be ooh 10 damage oh I know 13 damage holy cow next damage on the dagger and I use my sneak attack on the dagger all right so your short sword used first uh, no, I used, I used my rapier, which was piercing. Oh, okay. And then I did the um, dagger, and I used the sneak attack on the dagger. Okay. So your rapier slides into him. You can feel it connect. Um, and he just kind of like stumbles forward, um, sort of more, you know, off balance, and turns back and kind of glances at you. Um, didn't seem to have much of an effect, though. And as he's smiling at you uh, with his uh, rat face, um, you lunge in again, stab him with that shiny dagger, and uh, then he screeches out, and you can see blood uh, in his cloak and seem to do some significant damage. So I smile back at him after that second attack. <laughs> okay, nice. Uh, Triss, your turn. I'm going to start by using my second wind to regain some hit points. Nice. Good idea. Uh, okay. That is nine hit points that I got back. Well done. And then I will continue to try and distract him because I don't know what else I'm going to do. Okay. Oh, and that's going to be my first hit with the rapier is going to miss because that's an eight. Oh, and my second one with the dagger is also going to miss with a 10, I'm uh, assuming. You, you do have advantage. Uh, are you rolling with advantage on those? I was not rolling with advantage. So I would say this still because I rolled an eight and a 10. So both of those miss, Okay. right? Yep. Okay, so then I'll do the second one. Oh, oh, and oh, there. I hit with the dagger. Nice. Not that it matters, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, eight damage. Eight damage. Uh, again, you slash away with your dagger, plunge it into him, and uh, it doesn't seem to have any effect. He just kind of smiles at you, but you can tell uh, very injured after the stabbing he received from Kragar for some reason. So I'm just there trying to, like, keep him, keep his attentions divided. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Um, Brokos, you see all oh. this happening and you uh, realize that um, it's not going so well for Triss. 
Yeah. But Krager has had some luck. So I see what he's trying to do to Triss by trying to infect her. And I, I know of this. And so I'm going to jump on the table, jump off the table, and I'm going to shift into more of a bestial appearance. Claws and fangs will come out of me, and I will, I will uh, use primal savagery to attack him. Nice. And like that, that is a natty 20. Wow. And so that does a total of 10 points of 10 points of poison damage or acid damage, sorry, acid damage as I sink my claws into him. Acid damage. Acid damage. Nice. And my claws retract, but I still look more of a bestial badger. Um, nice. Uh, so not immune to acid damage. So lets out a wild piercing screech again. Uh, you can see some of its uh, fur around its muzzle and stuff is burning off. There's all kinds of vapors and stuff uh, swirling around its head where you struck and um uh yeah did some serious serious damage there uh nicely done brokos um but it's the creature's turn and it's going to turn around and it's going to try to attack kragar the one who's been doing the most damage and a slash with 15 does that hit you it does is he still at a penalty though Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's right. Uh, 17. So, short sword. A penalty from... No, just his first attack. Just his first. Just his first attack. Yeah, this would be his first attack, right? Yeah, this would be the first attack. Okay. Oh, okay. Since since that happened, yeah. Yep. So, 15 was the lowest one. That, That hits. Okay. So um, that is going to be uh, eight points of damage. Yeah, I am rolling hot with the damage. And then my second is going to be a bite. And that is a 19. Um, Yikes. So that's four more damage to you, Kragar. And you have to roll a constitution saving throw. Yes. Natty one. <laughs> All right. Crap. <laughs> okay. So, um, so Kragar, after this battle is over, we're going to have to kill you. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> uh, yeah. Maybe I can be like Brokos when this is over. <laughs> Wel- come, welcome to the family. You look, you're going to look really weird as a bugbear rat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was trying to find out if bugbears uh, could be affected by lycanthropy or not. But, yeah, uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to look into Why that. Why not? <laughs> you know, the descriptions of were-rats is they're always like small, slight, uh, build people. And then we're going to have this giant seven-footer uh, in the mix, which is uh, going to be awesome. Um so, yeah, we'll look into that. But you failed your saving throw, and you're hurting pretty badly. Um, Hilarious. Really badly. He looks bad. He does look bad. 
Alar, your turn. You see Kragar take a couple of vicious oh, attacks. Well, I have nothing to deal with that, but I can unleash a scathing indictment of how patchy the were rat's fur is. <laughs> <laughs> so roll a wisdom save for that. Wisdom save. Um, wow, I might have actually yes. made that. 18. Ah. Um, yep. Okay, you're immune. Nice. I am immune. I Boo. like it. Boo earns. Um, okay, so it is now back to you, Kragar. You have been exchanging blows now with this creature. Uh, he seems off, pretty confident at this point in the battle. I mean, I, I can see that I'm the only one really hurting him, so I guess... Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll stab him with the dagger. Hope, hopefully I can get a good shot in here. That'll be a 22 to hit. Uh, that is definitely a hit. We have sneak attack. That is going to be another 10 damage. Wow. Nice. Okay. So just as you lunge in and stab it, uh, it lets out another more pitiful, mournful cry as it falls to the ground. Yeah. And, <laughs> and just as that happens, you start to celebrate and you turn around and you see an old friend come running in. It's Pierce. Pierce, who you just met in the Chandler's shop. Uh, and he's like... Uh-huh. He's like uh, looking around, he's waving his sword, and he's like, grab the weapons! Grab the dead men's weapons! Is that a direct order? Uh, (laughs) It's not an order. (laughs) Okay. Uh, uh, You're not my supervisor. (laughs) You can't tell me what to do. Well, I'm going to take it just a moment to make sure this guy's fully dead and crouch and put my dagger through his eye yeah good call uh is there any any way out of the sleeping for this other one uh it can be slapped (laughs) it can be (laughs) but it's asleep until someone attacks it or someone like awakens tries to wake it up yeah okay yeah perfect so what weapons are visible um you see a couple of swords on the ground um both apparently long swords um are they actually silvered uh they do appear to be silvered and as you rummage around you manage to find um you know another dagger uh with someone at the table there's actually uh the person at the head of the table has a dagger in one hand and a crumpled up piece of parchment in the other. Are we out of initiative at this point? Um, basically, since this, you're just going to let this one doze away. Yeah, we're going to tie uh, him up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I guess I'm going to grab another silver dagger. Well, I would like a silver dagger. 
Okay. I would like a silver dagger. Hi. <laughs> okay, so you said, you said there were two long swords, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Basically, everybody at the table, uh, so how many ever there were, uh, all had something uh, that has been silvered. And so you can uh, pick and choose amongst that, but there are... I mean, are um, counting the bodies? The, the body bodies here in the picture? Yeah, in the picture. So I think there's like maybe... Uh, Seven, eight, ten. You've got 11 bodies on the floor? Yeah, there's supposed to be like 14 to stick with my exposition from earlier, but... Are there three silvered rapiers? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the question. Uh, anyway, we're apparently a rapier band. <laughs> yeah, apparently. apparently. Uh, sure. I will say there are three sure. silvered rapiers. Yeah. Oh, you're so generous. I am so generous. Uh, I wanted you to, this is the moment. So we had a, a kind of a lapse um, when you first fought that were rat. Someone on YouTube oh, actually pointed yeah. it out. Good that uh, shouldn't have died like that uh, because they're were rats and they're immune to non magical, non silvered attacks. And I'm um, like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, officially uh, retconning this whole thing, um, Haydn had secretly. Uh, applied some sort of silvered oil or tincture to your weapons uh, when you guys were parted oh. from them, uh, sort of in anticipation of you perhaps encountering were-rats. Oh. And uh, that is now worn off, and so that's why uh, Kragar was the only one that could uh, do any damage with that shiny silver well. dagger that he found in the ochre jelly. Or, you That's know, very creative, Jerry. <laughs> or my 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 claws that had been sitting around and just sewage and whatnot turned into and they were acidic because of just all the filth. Ew. <laughs> it was like a kimono dragon bite. Yeah. There's no coming back from that. <laughs> There's no immunity to that. Um, so yeah, that so you're gonna tie this other one up, but you guys get silvered versions of your weapons now. Wonderful. And well, I think we should collect the other weapons too, perhaps for. Um, so Kragar is looking a little bit tough. He is. Uh, you were bitten by him. Are you feeling any effects? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I naturally feel bestial, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> you seem to be well, coming with fur. I will, I will uh, cure wounds on him at least to give him something up. So, why don't you? Uh, that'll be eleven hit points back to you. Okay. Do uh, do bugbears normally have tails? <laughs> uh, okay. I don't think so. Well, that's a bad sign. So I don't know if someone has uh, some kind of. I do not have the powers to to withdraw this this possibly vicious bite on you but no but we do now have silvered weapons so we can kill them if uh, we need to <laughs> <laughs> uh it's it's pretty bad um yeah we'll have I'm to uh, just say <laughs> bugbears do not have tails <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, 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 there. 
<laughs> neither a bug nor a bear has a very a big tail, so I would, that makes sense, right? Because <laughs> it looks like a bug and a bear mixed together. Uh, does it? I don't know. Oh, it's a bug bear. Uh, I don't. Don't I think don't think that's it way. means what you think it means, Dad. <laughs> oh. I, I don't think that's where the etymology of the words come from. <laughs> uh, I can just imagine this actual conversation happening in this in this room. Um, so are we to, to interrogate this rat, this other one? Is that what you wanted, Alar? Yes. Well, maybe maybe we should also find out why, uh, where, um, what's his face should came from what's his name Piers. 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 did he just follow us or what's what's the deal uh yeah i don't really he, like that idea he did follow you he uh he uh, sort of uh you know after talking with you uh he you know steeled up his courage and came through the tunnel and sort of followed your tracks and uh made his way to you See, we've I didn't realize got how a, handsome he was. We've already got a super fan. Uh, he is a super fan. He's like the people that follow fish around all over. So There you go. Yeah. Excellent. Did you say that out loud, Tris, about how handsome he was in front of Alar? Uh, yeah, I did. Nice. <laughs> Poor wow. Alar. Well, Tris, you are, you are single, after all. Uh, I am. Yes, I am Ready single. to mingle. With Pierce. Uh, I'm going to grab so, a cloak and bundle up all the extra weapons. Okay. Um, just throw them in my, throw them over my shoulder for later. So Perfect. this was obviously a meeting that they had silvered weapons, so they were expecting some kind of attack on a were creature. Well, that worked creature. out to break for them, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, so is anyone going to... Never buy your silvered weapons from... The back of a truck, like <laughs> total knockoffs. Oh, yeah. And also, I'd like to search all the bodies too for or everything that the everything in this room. Everything in the room. Okay. And do we see anybody that matches what we think looks like Odd and Wayne? There, the person at the head of the table uh, is a balding man, uh, somewhere past his middle years, uh, who fits the description of Odd and Wayne. And he was the one that was clutching the dagger in one hand and a crumpled piece of parchment in the other. I read the parchment. All right. So the parchment says, Dear Auden, please accept these gifts as a token of our friendship and raise a toast to our alliance. And signed, Wolf Canute. Oh. Um... And that sort of triggers something as you start to look around at the table, at everything. You see all these supplies, you're taking stock, and it clicks in your head that uh, everything that you're seeing here, uh, was it like two boxes of candles and, uh, you know, casks of wine and whiskey and... Um, A barrel of salt park? Uh, something like that. Um Hmm. Candles. It was the list that you found on the other were rat you killed. Yeah, yeah. And they're all kind of everything here uh, seems to be any, anything that hasn't been moved uh, out to be consumed uh, appears to be in a peck and wimby crate. Uh. 
No. Any uh, coins or valuables that we would that I would find here? Uh, yeah, there there are some things of value. Uh, again, it's all relative in this uh, chaotic uh, barter economy. But uh, the candles definitely um, uh, are worth something. Um, the food, based on sure. what you know, uh, Very. And, and the look of how everyone died here, uh, definitely seems like you should avoid the food. Okay, so they that was going to be my next question. They were not uh, massacred. They all keeled over. Yeah, they are, most of them, in pools of vomit, and they have collapsed after, you know, consuming part of a meal, um, have been sitting here sort of uh, since then, and it looks, based on what you've seen, that the were-rats were just kind of here cleaning up. Uh, and they died at the stroke of midnight. Yeah. That Uh is a valid assumption. So, uh, gems, coins, jeweled goblets? Uh, Yeah, there are some jeweled goblets. Uh, We'll say, all told, there's about uh, 120 gold worth of loot in these containers uh, of, you know, like uh, gems and gold um, uh, but the candles and there's some lantern oil, uh, like one jug of lantern oil that's full and, uh, things like that. There are piles of books and scrolls that seem to be cast about on the floor sort of haphazardly. Um, and that's, uh, seems like what Piers is gravitating towards and he starts picking up, picking through this pile of books and scrolls and starts going through it. What are you looking for? Uh, He tells you that he, the more he thought about it, the more he thought, like, maybe, maybe there's more information here. Knowing that you guys were going to the Night Rover Guildhouse, Maybe he could find out something that he didn't know. You know, the night rovers are known to keep impeccable records. uh, And so he thought perhaps there might be some record of his sister with more information on where this, you know, uh, tavern that she supposedly worked at, where that was located exactly, uh, what it was called, all of that sort of thing, uh, just to double check. So he starts rummaging through this and, you know, he seems sort of oblivious, like he's here, but he's obviously focused on this pile of books. Huh. Well, what are we going to do with this prisoner? That is a good question. Does he uh, shift back to human form or is he still in his hybrid form? Uh, still in hybrid form. I... Interesting. At least as far as I know. Hmm. So lots of. Uh, um, you want to want to wake him up and ask him some questions? I think so. So he's well secured. Do, I mean, I'll, I'll, whoever we will secure that. him as best as we can. You know, if if he starts to shift into rat form, we're going to have to kill him right away. Uh, yeah, it's a good point. 
So you got them tied up tight. Um, you know, feet and arms, we'll say. And uh, you're going to try to wake them up? Hog-tied. Hog-tied. So let's surround him, and then I'll just kind of crouch and hold his, like, his hair and basically put, the, put, put a dagger to his eye. <laughs> okay. I think, I think he should have four daggers held against him as he wakes to know that... Any movement. Yeah. Okay. I like it. So who's going to do the, whatever. Who's who's going to do the interrogation? Yeah. Who's going to do that? What do we use for interrogation anyway? Intimidate. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to cast guidance on whoever it is. I've I've got a plus four. I'm fair at it. Nice. I only have a plus three on intimidation, so you're better than I. And Aylar, I, I will put my hand on your shoulder. Go ahead. I have a zero, so I'm oh, just going to put my hand on your shoulder and say, go get him, tiger. And then uh, <laughs> cast guidance upon you so you'll have a D4 to your skill okay. roll. Excellent. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so you're waking him up? Yes, I'm waking him up. Um, so it wakes up and, uh, starts to kind of like make all sorts of, uh, um, animal noises, um, panics, struggling at the bonds and, you know, freaking out. Uh, and finally after a while, uh, calms down and, and starts to look around little beady eyes, you know, taking all of you in all of the daggers, uh, pointed at, uh, vital spots. You can see him studying the weapons, too, um, wondering if they pose any sort of threat. And uh, I, no. will, I will say, oh, yes, all of them are silvered. <laughs> and he kind of hisses at you and, uh, and calms down. And what do you want? Tell us what happened here. Hmm. It's pretty obvious, isn't it? Um, I will poke my rapier into him. Ouch! And I get one point of damage. Why? Why? Just look around, you fool. We poisoned these these people, and we came to finish them off. And tell us why. Hmm. <sighs> That what is... do you know of this situation? Speak, or my friends will start leaning against their weapons as well. Mm. A little bit of pressure. This <laughs> is a little bit. Uh... On his eyeball? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's where he had it. That's right. You only, you only need one, technically. <laughs> technically. <laughs> Uh, so looks around, lets out a little squeal and it's like, oh, okay, I'll tell, I'll tell you, just don't hurt me. <sighs> these, these people led by Auden Wayne, they wanted to make an alliance with Wolf Canute and we had to put a stop to it. We were ordered to put a stop to it. By whom? That I do not know. It's above my pay grade. So, so tell us everything that is your pay grade. 
And so wait, you're, you have a pay grade. Are there benefits? <laughs> and you're looking for work. Uh, so <laughs> he's like, is, is there tenure? Yeah. <laughs> uh, wouldn't that be nice? Um, so he kind of uh, chuckles at that and he's like, uh, not, not as such, but there are, there are many, many benefits to being part of our syndicate. Are you hiring? <laughs> I'm afraid the requirements are probably too much for. And then he like sniffs the air a little bit and looks at Kragar for most of you to meet. <laughs> Well, there goes the one eye. So he tells you that uh, all he knows is he was supposed to pick up some some crates, uh, haul them up from their entrance into one of the entrances into the the dark runs, and bring them back here, and someone would pick them up and deliver them to uh, Auden Wayne and that they would just need to show up a couple days later and hopefully just clean up a little bit and the Auden Wayne problem would be gone. So what else do we want to know from this guy? Do we want to know where their local cell operates from? Do we want names? I'd like to know... I would like to know a little bit uh, about Kragar's. I mean, he's been bit, and I think he's taken the. He, we don't know its effects, but I, we. I would imagine that I probably am somewhat familiar with the effects of a the lycotranthy. Uh So, I mean, are we? What do we? Yeah, what would that be to know that? I mean, that's my. That's what my race is kind of built off of. Yeah. Um. So I don't have that in front of me, but we're going to say that there, uh, you would be able to, before the next full moon, um, you would be able to undo anything um, if you had chance to uh, find a you know, qualified cleric or priest. Well, I guess I want to know. I mean, what, what are the effects... Um, basically, He's considering it. <laughs> yeah, you would you would turn right. into right. a were rat. Uh, you, you would be able to. Uh, um, let's see. You have a sly and avaricious personality, so you fit in there. Um, and <laughs> this is where it's, you're wiry and twitchy in humanoid form, with thin hair and darting eyes. So you, you just don't fit the mold. You're breaking molds. Everywhere you go, Kragar, which is awesome. That's what I do. <laughs> um, and uh, basically, it could be something that you you want. You would gain some sort of benefit from it. Um, but again, um, you might get a lot of pressure, you know, from the were rats and their guild. Um, so, just kind of depends on what you want. <sighs> Well, I guess I want to know about the benefits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Tell, yeah if, you know, <laughs> take to join your guild. And I mean, we're, we're keeping our options open. 
Yeah, like I, I need. I have a family to feed here. Uh, so I imagine it's a lot of maternity and paternity time off for the simple fact of how rats reproduce. Uh, that is a good I'll point. A lot of that. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, paid maternity and paternity leave. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. Uh, think of the well, Scandinavian countries and their benefits. That's... <laughs> so someone's going to come back and pick these up, but they haven't shown up yet. Uh, pick what up? The supplies. No, I don't. I think no. it was picking it up in the sewers and bringing it here. Was the yeah? Yeah, that's what I took from it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they were told to deliver something that was seemingly a gift from Wolf Canute that actually was not a gift from Wolf Canute. Um, in order to uh, get. Auden Wayne to partake of this feast that had all been poisoned and they were killed uh, by the poison and the were-rat showed up a couple days afterwards to just kind of, you know, go through the spoils and poke them, make sure they were dead. The usual. Are they looking for anything specific or just looting? Um, they were not looking for anything specific. They had done their work. The poison had done their work. It sounds like they were just making sure that everybody succumbed to the poison. So while while you guys are talking this over, he's going to start to shift and change and go into rat form right before your eyes. So kill him now. Yep, Speaking so of eyes, <laughs> so we lean our full weight upon our weapons, I suppose. All right. So he thinks you're distracted. He's going to try to shift, and you guys are all simultaneously stabbing him. Just roll, uh, roll an attack. Roll an attack. Do we get advantage because he's prone and tied up? And tied yeah. up. Yep. <laughs> 16. 16, that is a hit. 15. Also a hit. 19. Another hit. I'm not going to attack simple fact that I, I can't attack. I don't have that many weapons. But You don't have any of the fancy just, weapons? No, I can only use scimitar. Otherwise, I can only use wooden. Oh, Brokos. <laughs> but you know what? I'll just watch. Okay. That's almost creepier, the way you said it. <laughs> it is almost creepier, but I like it. Take it for what it is. <laughs> Piers is just watching, Are too. Are you rubbing so. your little hands together while you watch? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you guys managed to dispatch uh, the rat who was trying to shift into rat form and is now dead. We'll just say killed them. Was there anything on them besides their? I mean, was there anything on the were rats? That's a good question. Oh, wait, um, the were rat weapons, or do they just use their claws? Uh, they had short swords. Mm-hmm. Um, also, have uh, one of them had a uh, light crossbow, and you. I'll take that. Yeah, you see, kind of a, a companion note. Um, that matches uh, the list that you received or from the other were rat 
um, with the list of supplies. And that's what you got. So want to make sure that we hold on to those notes so that we can present that as evidence, I guess. It's a good idea. I believe I added that note to your journal as well. I'll just pull it up here to make... Oh, no, I did note of supplies. That's what I did, but I can add that. So while this whole time was this Pierce guy just reading through books? Yeah, he seems really... I mean, he, he paid attention, and, you know, while you guys were interrogating the were-rat, uh, sort of uh, strangely interested in um, the conversation for a while, but then went back to... Um, reading the books. So you can talk to Pierce, see what what that guy's got going on. If you wanted to. Pierce, why are you looking through so many books? (laughs) Uh, He tells you that he's he's looking for information on his sister um, so he can more quickly find her uh, and get out of here. There's got to be a way to get them both out of here. And then go where? Uh, doesn't matter. Away from here. Everything's going to happen sooner or later. Sooner or later, whoever wins, whoever wins the next battle is going to come here and they're going to take this city. Which battle do you speak of? Uh, the battle between the Durhams, of course. Tell tell us more. What are you talking about? Oh, well... Pretend we didn't know everything about the Durhams (laughs) or didn't care. And... Uh, uh, Treat us as if we've been locked in a basement for... If it adds further context, we also only had one bucket to use between us. <laughs> um, so explain it like that. Uh, okay, so he tells you this this whole long story. Like he he uh, um, you know when he was transferred away, got his promotion. Um, he went south, uh, took up his new post which was at a place that you're not familiar with, even, you know, living in this kingdom. You've heard of it, but you don't know much about it. It's like like a faraway fantasy land almost to you called uh, Fort Gellish. So Fort Gellish is where he was posted, said that, uh, you know, he started to think more about his sister and then found out that uh, King Eldzik had been killed. Uh, there was chaos in the capital and fighting and the army split into roughly two camps. Uh, one of Eldzik's top generals was also killed, but uh, his son and his daughter basically split the remaining legions of Drummondor between them and were spoiling for one big fight to see who would you know, retain control of the kingdom and become the new king or queen. And when all of this was happening, all these sides were being taken, he decided to side with the sister 
who just happened to be in control of Fort Gellish anyway, so didn't have much of a choice. But roughly at the same time, he tells you that the great Khan Joram Bool VI returned from exile and took the city in dead of night, and he managed to flee in the chaos um, and has found out since that Joram Bool has proclaimed the city free, he has renamed it, and, you know, has proclaimed his kingdom has been restored, and, you know, so the kingdom's basically falling apart, and there's going to be this huge battle between these two siblings, and he used all that chaos to, he was like, okay, I'm done, you know, and he took off and hightailed it across the country back to Vadragan to find his sister and hopefully take her somewhere where they can safely ride out whatever's to come. So there's a lot happening out in the world, and he's, he's pretty sure that whoever is the victor of the, you know, Kaz or, uh, um, God, I can't remember the other one. Um, I'll have to look that up. But the two Durham siblings, um, they were the ones, oh, Core, Kaz and Core, Durham. Whoever wins, basically going to come to Vadragan, you know, eventually. Might be slowed down a little bit by this great Khan of Gelishmar that is uh, trying to restore his kingdom. Um, but uh, essentially, you know, he's pretty certain that someone's going to come and someone's going to take Vadragan back and they're not going to be too nice about it. Uh. So it's like a clicking, uh, you know, ticking clock, clicking talk doesn't quite make as much sense. (laughs) Ticking clock as far as he's concerned. So he's trying to find his sister and get out of here. And so he's he's sort of desperate. Piers, Piers, we're all wanting to leave Vadragan. Are we? Yeah, well, is- the Baron is not a beneficent ruler here, is he? Everyone is seeking to flee, but we are trapped in this city. Yes, but there must be a way out. There must be. If it was that easy, I would have figured it out by now. (laughs) (laughs) But we never did go find that guy at the gate that we were supposed to talk to back when. we never did. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe we could have, and we just haven't. We got a bit distracted. (laughs) The guy at the gate? The foreman? Yeah, Yeah, the foreman. Yeah. Oh. Way Uh, at the beginning. Suddenly, you see Piers' eyes light up, and he's like, the foreman. Why didn't I think yeah. of that? Of course. Of course, the foreman. He must of know course. a way. He must know a way out of here. Why, that's, that's genius. How, how do we find, how do we find the man? I have to give that some thought. The foreman, yes. So if you press him, he will tell you that uh, the officers in the Dreadgate used to pay the foreman to sneak in, you know, 
alcohol and other entertainments. Um, and uh, no one knew how he did it, uh, but they paid him handsomely for providing such uh, entertainment to the officers and their subordinates. And, um, you know, never thought of it until now. Uh, thanks to your uh, bringing it up. He's like, yes, the foreman. There was someone. I can't remember her name. Oh, what was it? Oh, I'll have to think about that. There was a woman that he brought with him, sort of his helper, but she was there to monitor the party and maybe, oh, I just, I just can't recall what her name was, but she was a half-orc. And I know she was from Black Alley. Just something she said made me think she was from Black Alley, and there can't be too many, you know, half-orc women in Black Alley. Um, being a resident of Black Alley, can I think about that? Uh, yeah, you can give that some thought and I'll actually let you roll on it next time because now oh. we're going to stop, stop wow. there. Okay. Think about it for a long time. <laughs> for a whole week. All right. Um, Am I thinking? Yeah. No, you guys are, uh, um, wow. You're doing all the, all the right stuff and asking all the right questions this time. I'm kind of surprised. Uh, so <laughs> that I'm surprised. Thanks for that vote of confidence. Yeah, I'm not going to take that the wrong way, Terry. <laughs> uh, things are moving along just as I had hoped, and no prodding required on my my side, which is awesome. So um, you're welcome, Jerry. <laughs> uh, well, it was good playing with you guys. Good job uh, starting to unravel this uh, strange sequence of events that has been uh, happening in Old Town. And uh, hopefully you'll learn more next time. All right. All right. Sounds okay. good. Awesome. Okay. Take care. Next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.